What's up, everyone, and welcome back to New Release Reactions here on Cinematic Reviews. I'm your host, Chris, and this is a show about all things movie and TV. Every week, I break down and review the newest releases like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, beloved franchises, and even upcoming projects. You can support the show by hitting that follow button on your favorite podcast network, as well as following it on all social media platforms. All those handles can be found on either the Cinematic Reviews Facebook page or the show's website at podgepage.com backslash cinematic reviews. It helps the podcast out a lot, and I appreciate all the love and support out there from everyone. Welcome back to this week's new release report presented by Cinematic Reviews. Over on Paramount Plus, we have Transformers Rise of the Beast streaming right now, along with Special Ops Lioness, which is one of the newest series to hit Paramount Plus. It stars Zoe Zeldana and Morgan Freeman. Over on Peacock, Twisted Metal starring Anthony Mackie is streaming now. All episodes of season one are available. And then the Super Mario Brothers movie is finally streaming on Peacock as well. So go ahead and check those out today. On Hulu, Futurama is back with season 11. New episodes drop every Monday on the streaming service. Disney Plus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is out now. Over on Max, we have Hard Knocks featuring the New York Jets. Every uh, New episodes of that drop every Tuesday on the streaming service. Over on VOD, you can now rent or buy Insidious, The Red Door, Joyride, The Little Mermaid, and The Flash. Out in theaters today, we have Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, which I'll be talking about in just a few moments, along with Meg 2, The Trench, which stars Jason Statham, Barbie, Oppenheimer, Sound of Freedom, and Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1. And then looking ahead, we have The Last Voyage of Demeter, uh coming out later this week on august 11th this is the newest dracula film next week we have two movies coming out blue beetle which is the newest chapter in the dc universe and then strays the newest raunchy comedy starring will farrow and jamie fox gran turismo based on a true story has been moved from this weekend to august 25th i actually saw this film last night and I will be doing a reaction episode on that coming out next week. And then Retribution starring Liam Neeson also arrives on August 25th. Well, that is this week's new release report. Come back next week for some more updates on new releases. They look like little Shreks to me. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem is next. Boys, where have you been? We're just running errands. That's it? Oh! Look, we're really sorry, Splinter. Some of the guys wanted to get pizza, and I tried to talk them out of it. Leo! You ratted us out. Hey, don't use that word that way. I mean, it's 2023. Sorry, right Dad. <laughs> hey, guys, if we weren't monsters that were shunned by society and we could do what we wanted, ah! what would you guys do? Go to high school. Maybe get a girlfriend. Can you imagine that? Not likely. I can't this is insane. Turtle, mutant, karate team. I want to know everything about you. Our dad is definitely not a giant rat. That makes me feel like he's a rat. Police are baffled by the recent crime wave led by a super fly. 
nobody's ever seen his face. Why? Because he kills everyone who does. Cool. No, not cool. A bit cool. Can I kick it? We take out super far, and then everyone will think we're cool. They'll accept us. Can I kick it? He's making a deal tonight under the Brooklyn Bridge. Can I kick, kick, what the? Y'all some little tortoises, huh? I can't believe there are other mutants. You want to roll with us? Oh. Humans are never gonna like us. So we gonna let the mutants rule the earth. People's they got to go. Okay, um, sort of a twist. We can't stop him. We gotta try. Six in the morning, police at my door. Can I shake it? Go, 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 go! My son, Michael Angelo, you have heart. Donatello, you have wisdom. Raphael, you have bravery. And Leonardo, honor. Enough talk! I dream about fighting every night! You've got a rage problem, oh, right? It's not a problem! Can I Mutant Mayhem was released on August 2nd. It stars Mika Abbey as Donatello, Shimon Brown Jr. as Michelangelo, Nicholas Cantoon as Leonardo, Brady Noon as Raphael, Io Adebri as April Neal, and Jackie Chan as Splinter. It was directed by Jeff Rowe and Kyler Spears, who are best known for this and The Mitchells versus The Machines. The film so far has grossed $61 million worldwide against an estimated $28 million budget. Shredder was originally going to be in the film, but director Jeff Rowe decided to go with a villain that could easily tempt slash corrupt the turtles through empathy. Ice Cube agreed to voice Superfly because he liked the name and because he and his son watched the TMNT cartoons. Filmmakers cited Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the Jackie Chan martial arts films, Police Story, the crime drama, Chung King Express, Boogie Nights, and Rumble in the Bronx, are all influences on the visual style of the film. The cast recorded their roles in groups rather than independently. Groups included as much as seven actors at one time. In the traditional TMNT lore, Baxter Stockman is mutated into Superfly. The filmmakers, however, decided to separate the two characters in this film. Seth Rogen compared the soundtrack of the film to the video game Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. And then lastly, Splinter's look was based on Jeff Bridges and Danny DeVito. So Mutant Mayhem is another film that wasn't originally on my list of films to see uh, in the theaters this year, uh, but I'm really glad that I decided to go see it uh, and to do this reaction episode uh, for the podcast today. It's a really, really great film. Uh, I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Uh, if you're looking for a film to take the whole family to this summer, definitely check out Mutant Mayhem. There is plenty of stuff in it for all ages. Uh, the showing that I went to was full of parents with their kids. I could tell that all the kids were having a blast, but the parents surprised me the most. They really, really enjoyed this. Uh, actually, one of the mothers next to me was really, really into it. I heard her laughing and, and cheering and, and talking about how she, she liked it. That is the power of this film, I think. It is literally for all ages. There are also so many uh, pop culture references throughout the film. I, I tried to keep track of all of them, but there is just 
too many to keep track of. There are references to the MCU, Batman, Attack on Titan, Chris Pine, Chris Evans, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, the 90s Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles films, Shrek, even SpongeBob is mentioned in here. There was so much pop culture baked into this film. Now, usually that would be a negative, but I think it makes the film stronger in this case because of how it's presented. Jeff Rowe, Seth Rogen, and everybody else involved did an incredible job on this film. I, I don't think it's going to make my top five of the year, but it will definitely be in my top ten. Uh, it may even give the Super Mario Brothers movie a run for its money in this year's Best Animated Film category uh, when I do the in-review episode at the end of the year. So the film centers around everyone's favorite mutant Ninja Turtles. We have Leo, Raph, Donnie, and of course, Mikey. I love the voice actors behind the Turtles. I think all four of them did an awesome job at giving each turtle their own personality through their voice. I was really, really impressed with all the voice acting actually in this film. The Turtles were once again, you know, normal Turtles, but then were mutated into the Turtles that we know today, thanks to some green ooze created by a scientist named Box uh, Baxter Stockman. Uh, my dude, Giancarlo Esposito voices him in the film, and he was awesome as always. I've been a huge fan of his ever since he showed up in Breaking Bad. Uh, he's only in a couple of scenes, but that doesn't matter because it's Esposito. He's, he's awesome no matter the amount of screen time that he has. The Turtles must take down Superfly, which is voiced by Ice Cube in the film. Uh, Superfly wants to mutate every animal on Earth in order to rid the world of humans. Ice Cube was really, really freaking good as Superfly. Uh, he was menacing yet oddly relatable. Uh, the big message that the film ad addresses is acceptance, which is a very, very relatable topic. I'm sure at some point we've all faced, you know, the fear of not being accepted by everyone else. Uh, everyone in this film has has that fear to an extent. The Turtles, Splinter, Superfly, even April O'Neil, they all are, are scared of not being accepted by the world. It's a really powerful message. And the filmmakers, uh, especially Seth Rogen, did an incredible job at presenting it to the audience. Uh, it's, it's a very, very relatable film. Even a 29-year-old movie reviewer such as myself, there's just plenty of times where I've been fearful of not being accepted. I I'm sure you all have as well at some point. I'm just, I'm really surprised by, by how well the film presents this, you know, the fear in the characters and brings the audience along their journey and conquering that film, that fear throughout the film. You know, bravo to Seth Rogen and, and Jeff Rowe and, and all the filmmakers involved in executing this, this message so well. And it's just really, really well done. Uh, the Turtles and the audience, of course, are then introduced to more mutants uh, when they finally meet Superfly face-to-face -to -face towards the end of the film. We have John Cena voicing Rocksteady. Uh, Seth Rogen himself is Bebop. He only gets a few lines, uh, but that's probably because he was so busy behind the scenes working on everything else. Uh, but he was great in there as well. Rose Byrne is Leatherhead. You know, Rose Byrne and Seth Rogen, of course, uh, starred in Neighbors together, so they have been really good friends throughout the years. Uh, Paul Rudd is Mondo Gecko. He was freaking awesome in, in here. I love Paul Rudd. Just really, really amazing. Hannibal Burris uh, voices Genghis Frog. He was really well. And then Post Malone uh, voices Ray Filet. He was really good as well. He even gets a little singing in there, of course, because we can't have Post Malone without a little singing from him. Jackie Chan plays Splinter in the film. Uh, he is kind of the surrogate father of the Turtles, if you're familiar with the 
uh, TMNT lore. Jackie Chan was really, really great in this. Uh, again, I've been a fan of his for years. He's he's had a really, really awesome career. Rush Hour, Shanghai Nights, Kung Fu Panda, Around the World in 80 Days, The Spy Next Door. He's been in a bunch of stuff. I, I have no doubts uh, in this film becoming a successful franchise. So we'll probably be getting more of Jackie Chan as Splinter. Uh, he was just really, really awesome in this. I'm really looking forward uh, also to him kind of expanding the character in future films if they if they do end up making more, which by the post credit scene seems to be the thing. Um, there is a post credit scene in this film, and it kind of sets up Splinter as the main villain. Uh, so it'd be really, it's going to be really awesome to get all these voice actors back uh, as their characters. Uh, Ayo Edebiri uh, was also great in this film. She voiced April O'Neil. Uh, she has been getting a lot of uh attention lately because she stars as sydney on the bear which is a phenomenal show definitely check that out if you haven't seen it uh she's great in there she's great in this um i love her take on uh april o'neill i really like the decision on making her you know a teenager in this um in previous films she has been more of an adult uh but i really like this decision to make her a teenager so that she can relate more to the turtles um and then It'll help with her relationship and the relatability with the turtles in, in this film and then in future films as well. Uh, it also allows, you know, like the audience, specifically the kids, to grow up uh, with these characters in each installment. Um, maybe a couple of films down the road, maybe we'll finally get her becoming a, like a full-time journalist at a TV station or an intern at some point. Uh, but yeah, I think it's just a really, really smart choice to to make the April and, and the Turtles uh, characters just really, really younger than we have seen in previous films. So that was a great choice. Uh, another great decision that I really liked was not having Shredder as the villain. Uh, he's usually, you know, the go-to villain in these films. So it was great to have somebody else uh, go up against the Turtles. Shredder, like I said, does appear in the mid credit scene uh, to kind of set up a future fight, uh, which wasn't really surprising. Uh, I figured they would kind of do that but having Superfly as a villain in this first film was really smart. And Ice Cube was a great choice to voice him. I think he did a phenomenal job uh, as Superfly. I also really love the animation style of the film. Um, the fil filmmakers kind of went with a more hand-drawing style of animation. And it was a great choice. Uh, it was very, very similar to Spider-Verse, if you have seen those films. But it also has a very, very unique uh, style to it at the same time. Uh, if you are a fan of Spider-Verse, uh, definitely check uh, check out this film because there are a lot of similarities um, in it. Not just, you know, the animation, but also the message behind it and all that stuff. So the two are very, very, very similar. I particularly love the design of the Turtles. Um, I believe this is the first time that a TMNT film had the Turtles wearing the elbow and knee pads matching the colors of their masks. Um, I remember the uh, the TV show, which I've only seen a few episodes of, uh, but I do remember seeing it on TV. Uh, I believe they matched uh, their masks with their pads, uh, but never in the films. Uh, so I thought that was a great way to kind of pay homage to that old cartoon TV show. Uh, they even had the belt buckles with their first initials on them, too, which was really, really cool. I believe that was a cartoon thing as well. And I love the action in this film, too. 
Uh, I love how the turtles fight and the animation that went into those fights was really, really well done. Uh, the fight in the garage between the turtles and the guys that stole April's scooter was really awesome. Uh, it's probably my favorite part of the film. Uh, the turtles were cracking jokes and, you know, and kicking a lot of butt. And it was just really, really awesome and really well done uh, from a technical standpoint. I'm just honestly, I'm just really, really impressed with this film. I didn't know what to expect uh, from it after watching the trailers. Uh, Seth Rogen and the rest of the filmmakers, like I keep saying, did just an awesome job on this film. I haven't really mentioned Seth Rogen a whole lot, but he... He did an incredible job with this film. Uh, he actually co-wrote and produced the film uh, along with voicing Bebop. Uh, I think he's a great filmmaker and, of course, a great actor. You know, he has starred in a lot of films over the years like, you know, Superbad, Knocked Up, Pineapple Express. He was a big Judd Apatow guy, if you're familiar with the Apatow uh, universe of films. Uh, but now, lately, he has been focusing on producing and making films, which is awesome. Uh, I think he's just a great filmmaker because of his experience as an actor throughout the years. Uh, I hope to see him do more films, you know, write, produce, maybe even direct in the future. That would be really, really awesome. I I have full confidence in his decision to kind of move on into the the making of films instead of starring in them. Uh, he does star in, in in stuff still. You know, he was in Apple TV's uh platonic along with rose Byrne as well uh but it seems like with his production company uh, getting a lot of traction now he seems to be behind the camera more instead of in front of it which i think is a really mature and and really awesome decision that he he made a few years back if you are a fan of the tmnt universe or just animated films in in general definitely check out mutant mayhem today at your local theater it's it's honestly made for everybody uh, there are plenty of jokes and action sequences for both kids and adults. It's it's a really great movie to take the whole family to. Just just grab some popcorn, grab a large soda, go with the whole family, and just have some fun with everybody's favorite muted mutant ninja turtles. Let's take a quick break uh, before I dive into uh, the TMNT universe as a whole and giving my rankings of the franchise. Check out the Fast and Furious season going on right now. Every week I break down and review each installment of the beloved franchise. The first five episodes are out now, and the sixth episode will be dropping later this week. So check out the Fast and Furious season today, only on Cinemac Reviews. So for this back half of the episode today, I wanted to kind of just talk about the TMNT universe as a whole, uh, kind of touch up on some of the other theatrical released films. Um, I'm sure at some point uh, I'm going to do a Ninja Turtle season where I'll break down and review all these movies individually. Uh, but today I kind of just wanted to kind of run through uh, some of the previous films uh, that have come out uh, in theaters. Uh, so starting, we had the the three uh live action uh movies back in the 90s uh the first one came out in 1990 uh this is where uh they did instead of doing you know animated turtles they decided to do costumes with actors inside of them uh which was a really uh interesting decision uh, i remember watching these as uh kids and just being really amazed by how they brought the the turtles to life with with the moving mouths and and the very uh, cartoon comic accurate costumes and, and the voices that the actors are doing. Uh, 
really love uh, watching these films. I, I actually watched uh, the first two uh, in kind of preparation uh, for the podcast today. I, I didn't quite get to the third one. The third one is is honestly a bit rough, uh, but the first two are pretty solid. Uh, the first one back in 1990 uh, was about the Turtles kind of becoming heroes for the first time. This is where they meet April O'Neil, who is the journalist. Uh, and then they meet Casey Jones along the way. Um, they fight Shredder for the first time, which is really cool. They go against the Foot Clan. Uh, very, very iconic 90s movie. Um, if you ask anybody, I think the majority of fans agree that the second one uh, is the is the better one of the three. Uh, that is uh, The Secret of the Ooze, um, which I think for me... Uh, I think that is the second best of these. I still hold the first one uh, at the top just because of nostalgia of purposes for myself. Uh, but the second one is still really, really good. Uh, this is where they they uh, go up against Shredder once again. But they at the end of the movie, I believe they uh, it's it's all about uh, them kind of discovering the origins of them. Um, this is where Splinter kind of reveals that they were mutated by this by the secret ooze that was created uh, by a scientist. Uh, at the end of the film, uh, Shredder gets his hands on it and becomes Super Shredder, which was uh, nowadays probably seems a bit silly, uh, but back then it was uh, really really cool as a kid watching you know Shredder become Super Shredder because of the ooze. Uh, and then the, that one came out in 1991, and then a couple of years later. Uh, in 1993, we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, uh, which uh, introduced one of my favorite movie uh, tropes, and that is time travel. Uh, they are sent back to 17th century Japan uh, in order to uh, rescue April from a uh, evil lord uh, that is taking over this little village in, in 17th century Japan. It's pretty ridiculous. Um, this is oddly probably the one I've seen the most. Uh, for some reason, I've always turned this one on. It's probably because of the time travel aspect of it. Um, but it is definitely the weakest uh, of these three uh, for sure. But still, all three of them are very, very iconic. Like I said, I love I love the, the choice to put actors in the suits. I think for the time it worked. Now, today, it probably seems a little, little ridiculous. Uh, when I get to the Michael Bay films, that's when they start to become more animated. Um, but I think uh, these films still hold up a little bit. Uh, the first one, I think, holds up the best, um, followed by the second one. The third one is just not great, um, but it's not as bad as Michael Bay ones, and I'll talk about that uh, in shortly. But... Uh, then we get kind of a break uh, with the turtles. Uh, then we have 2007, the uh, the TMNT animated film comes out uh, with it really all star cast. Um, Patrick Stewart's in there, Chris Evans, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Kevin Smith, Lawrence Fishburne. It's a pretty stacked cast. Um, I've only seen this once, and that was back when it came out. Uh, I remember it being pretty good. Um, kind of the animation wasn't the greatest in there. I wasn't a huge fan of the 
of the the style choice of the animation but i guess for 2007 it was pretty good um considering what was coming out around it um but i think the story was was pretty solid the voice acting was really great um but i think mutant mayhem as far as you know animated styles uh was the best choice and i think that was the better animated uh, um version of the ninja turtles um but yeah it's still uh still pretty great uh better than the michael bay ones for sure uh which brings me to that one so michael bay uh did two of these films uh the first one in 2014 and then the second one out of the shadows in 2016 um there are elements that i like about it um the action the slow-mo is pretty great uh i mean it's got a pretty all-star cast you know megan fox as april o'neill will will arnett shows up in there william fickner um alan richson uh voices raf in there johnny knoxville voices leonardo jeremy howard play uh voices donatello denny woodburn voices splinter uh as well as tony shaub um but yeah it's there are parts I I rewatched both of these actually for for the podcast today and uh not as bad as I remember them being uh but still not great um I'm just I have a lot of issues as you probably heard from the Transformers season that I did a little while ago just have a really hard time uh with some of Michael Bay's films um but I get what he was going for. Now, I don't like the design of these. He really went for a more alien-looking design for the Turtles, um, which I think was a huge miss. Um, probably my biggest com- uh, negative on the film was the was the alien-looking style of, of the Turtles. Um, Shredder was pretty outrageous with his thousand knives that he was throwing out. He was like this robotic samurai that the turtles had to fight uh, i mean as a kid it was probably cool but now looking at it as a 29 year old doll is i find it pretty ridiculous um and then out of the shadows is just somehow even worse um this is where they introduce tyler perry as baxter stockman um you have Stephen amell from the uh cw arrow tv series as casey jones megan fox comes back uh will annette comes back all the voice actors come back for uh, for the Turtles. Uh, Stephen Fairley plays Rocksteady. Um, they also have Bebop in here. Gary Anthony Williams uh, plays Bebop. Brian T. as Shredder. It's just a really ridiculous film. Uh, just not great. Um, and I think most of that is due to the writing and, and the direction of Michael Bay. Um, but there are some... St- some cool action stuff in here um this is where they introduce um krang who is if i remember right a pretty big uh character in the ninja turtle tv show and the comics and stuff like that um he ends up kind of teaming up with shredder to take over the world they introduce like this multi-dimensional travel aspect uh, of the plot and it's just pretty ridiculous of a movie um but yeah so that's pretty much what we have now with the i think mutant mayhem uh is is gonna take the franchise into a better um better direction um now 
with the future of this universe, I think it's going to focus more on the Seth Rogen made movies. Um, how many they do, I'm not sure. Maybe they do three, maybe they do four, maybe they do five. I guess, I don't really know. I guess that's that's a question for Seth Rogen. Um, but it seems like they're going to at least do a sequel to this and kind of see how the audience reacts. From what I understand, the uh, early reactions to this movie are really, really positive. Um, so I think they have something really, really good here. Um, they could they could turn this into a four or five movie franchise or maybe spin it off into a TV show or whatever. Um, but I think I think the Ninja Turtle universe is in good hands now uh, with Seth Rogen and his team. Because, uh, yeah, Mutant Mayhem was, was freaking fantastic. Um, it's going to be interesting to rank these because, like I said, the 90s movies are, are very iconic and very nostalgic to me. So it'll be hard to uh, rank those, but uh, but yeah, let's get let's get to the rankings and rank Mutant Mayhem against all of these. So this is how I ranked uh, the TMNT films right now. At number one, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from 1990. Uh, number two, Secret of the Ooze. Uh, three is the animated TMNT film. Four, this is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Uh, five, it's Michael Bay's first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. And then at six, it's the second Michael Bay film, Out of the Shadows, uh, at the bottom there. Now, where do I want to rank Mutant Mayhem? This is really, really tough. I think I am going to put it... Um, it's definitely going to be in the top three... I don't know. I just, I think it's got to be number one, honestly, now that I think of it. Um, I know, like I said, that the the 90s movies are very, very iconic and nostalgic to me growing up as a kid. But when you, when you look at these movies and, and break them down, I just, I think what they did in, in Mutant Mayhem was just really fantastic. Um, and it's just it blew me away by by how much fun I had watching this and and the comedy and the action and the voice acting. Um, I think I think yeah, if I look at this like a movie reviewer and not focus too much on nostalgia, I think Mutant Mayhem is for sure the best film out of all these. Um, but I absolutely do love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, from nineteen ninety even today. Uh, I had a I had a fun time rewatching that for the podcast. Um, I mean, even Secret of the Use, which I think is slightly worse than that one. I still had a lot of fun in there. Um, but Mutant Mayhem is definitely better than the other ones. I mean, the TMNT animated movie from 2007 was was pretty good for this time. Um, the story was really great. The voice acting was great. Not entirely on board with the animation style of it. Um, but still, overall, pretty great. Um, like I said, the third... Uh, Ninja Turtle movie from 1993 is pretty rough, uh, pretty outrageous plot and with all the time traveling and all that stuff. Uh, and then the Michael Bay ones are just just really, really bad. Um, definitely not a fan of the the design choice for the turtles for sure. But but yeah, if I if I really break these down um, and leave kind of nostalgia and, and the iconicness of it at the door. Mutant, mutant mayhem is 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 hands down the best 
out of all these movies. So that is going to number one. Uh, so this is where the rankings at right now. Number one, Mutant Mayhem. Two, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Three, The Secret of the Ooze. Four, TMNT. Five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Three, six, Michael Bay's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then seven, Out of the Shadows. Uh, so you can check this list out on IMDb and I'll update Letterboxd as well uh, with Mutant Mayhem at top. But yeah, so check this list out uh, along with like the 80, 90 plus uh, rankings that I've done already i'm adding new ones all the time i love ranking franchises and movies and all that so check those out just search for cinematic reviews on imdb or letterbox well that'll do it for this week's tmnt filled reaction episode tune in next week for the gran turismo reaction episode also check out the fast and furious season going on right now uh later this week i'll be breaking down fast and furious six cowabunga dudes